The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Exploring our oneness with spirit and each other. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Reverend Galen McDowell, Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Good morning. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and I'm the Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, uh, where the Reverend Dr. Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the Founder. We're in the midst of a series uh, based upon uh, Lisa Nichols' book, Abundance Now, and this book is so full of great information that I've slowed down. I was only going to touch some of the chapters and move on. But I must honestly say that this book is so good, it's actually caused me to pause. If I actually taught this book in a way that uh, it was written, it would probably take me about uh, 20 episodes to teach all the good stuff that's in it. So it's really important that you actually get the book yourself. Uh, you know, Lisa's a friend, a colleague from way back. Uh, I remember when I first met her at Christ Universal Temple, somewhere along the lines of 2004, I believe, uh, when, when, uh, when she was really, really just jumping out with chicken soup for the African American soul. So she's good people, really good people. Anyway, uh, so my request is, that you get the book Abundance Now by Lisa Nichols and actually start working with it because you'll discover that she has really good techniques, not just inspirational information, but actually practical techniques to help you live better lives. And that's what Truth Transforms is all about. We want you to understand that you can have a better life now. You can have a healthy, happy, and prosperous life now. It's not for when you die by and by in the sky, as Reverend Ike used to say, but it's actually for here and now. So as you start to work with this material, what you'll discover is you'll start to confront many of the beliefs that you might have carried unconsciously for years, sometimes for decades. Many times beliefs that we're unconscious of are the beliefs that are actually causing havoc in our lives because they're drawing experiences. They're having us show up as a certain way in certain dynamics, thinking a certain way, feeling a certain way, speaking a certain way, acting a certain kind of way based upon the paradigm that we're living in. And what a good book or a good teacher or a good minister or a good workshop leader or just good um uh, consciousness transformational material does is, or information does is, it helps you 
get clarity on what you need to do so you can transform your own life. Again, it doesn't it doesn't matter how good your information is if you can't use it to, to better yourself. So let me just start off by saying we're already in the midst of the book. So we're, so I'm this is the second lesson on the second E enchantment in your life relationships. And I believe this is the seventh lesson so far. So in the in this chapter, she's talking about relationships. And I think that this is something that's really important because, again, I'm a big believer. I think I said this last week that what catches people up more than anything in life is their relationships. A person can be highly educated. They can have great wealth. They can have fame. They can have success and will trip and fumble over relationships. Why? Because relationships pull from you, especially the relationships that are that are very close to you, intimate romantic relationships, family relationships, best friends, etc. They pull from you in a way that's different because the more you care, the more meaning a person has to you, the more they can affect you. So that doesn't mean that you strip the person of meaning. What it does mean is that you have to create uh, the context for which you want to engage an individual in relationship. And you don't create that alone. You create that collectively by being authentic, by having the communication, by having the conversations, and by honoring what you say you're going to do. So she starts off in uh, on page 116 talking about dealing with pain. She calls it access another level of compassion and understanding within broken relationships. And she wrote, sometimes the pain can seem so all-consuming that you just want to end it. This goes not only for romantic relationships, but friendships too. You're eager to cast off the entire relationship versus accessing another level of compassion and understanding within yourself. But often compassion and understanding will transform the other individual into a supportive, like-minded, rocket booster friend or romantic partner we wish the person would be and it most certainly will transform us so let me just stop there i'm not talking about and i know she's not talking about destructive toxic people because that's the next section of the book she's talking about at times when when we're in situations and circumstances where it's easy just to take our ball and go home what do i mean by that you know in the in the park you know, a person would have that basketball or football, and if things didn't go their way, they would just grab that ball and go home so nobody else could play. Well, sometimes we do that in relationships. We're engaging, and instead of addressing a breakdown, addressing what maybe it was a misunderstanding, addressing uh, where you feel as though a line was crossed that shouldn't have been crossed, we just detach. And many times without explanation, or it ever addressing the situation, and then we live with the gap between us and the individual. So instead of giving a person an opportunity to rectify it, or giving yourself the opportunity to heal the situation, or even giving yourself the opportunity to get complete. In other words, there is no reconciliation, but I want to be complete with this situation and circumstance um, and allow that person to be complete so they aren't wondering what they did or what's wrong or how come you don't call or, or, or all the other stuff that we do at times. We can allow the healing process to happen within our own soul by acting authentically. You know, it's kind of funny, um, you know, being a minister, I've heard all type of things of how people disengage with people. You know, I've heard people actually leave notes on refrigerators uh, to let uh, their spouse know they wanted to get divorced and they were leaving. Not because it was abusive or destructive, but just they weren't getting along. So the person comes home and all the stuff is gone and it's a letter on the refrigerator. And, and, and then it's lawyers talking with each other. And unless it's some type of situation or circumstance for where it's abusive or controlling, many times we just don't want to deal with the pain of having authentic conversations, even authentic conversations of completion. You know, some people don't know how to leave a thing, which is not necessarily what she's saying here. But some people don't know how to leave a thing. You know, 
it's, it's, you have to evaluate when you're dealing with relationships, what stage is it in? Is this something that I need to invest more in? Or is this something that I need to allow a natural death? And, and we do it prayerfully, not based upon fear, not based upon frustration, not based upon anxiety, not based upon doubt, not based upon your own personal idiosyncrasies, but based upon the the, the one the worth the worth to you value, and two, uh, as she states states later in the book, your return on investment. How much am I putting into making this work versus with somebody else once I've covered all the other steps? So once I'm able to, as she says, uh, access another level of compassion and understanding, once I'm able to do that, once you start communicating, which she says this way on page 116, begin communicating in ways you never have before because of breakdown in community. Because a breakdown in communication, not asking for what you need, not setting healthy boundaries, the inability to say no, the inability to give a healthy yes are all forms of your lack of good communication skills. So once you so once you get clear about your communication skills, then you get to evaluate whether something deserves more investment or it should be allowed to have a, a natural death and a good funeral. Metaphorically, of course, meaning that you can get complete with it one way or another. Now, let me go back to what she was saying about breakdowns of communication, because I think this is really key. She says, because a breakdown in communication, not asking for what you need, that's a key. In relationship with people, if you don't ask for what you need, most of the time you won't get it. Sometimes people will guess you know, what you need. Sometimes people study things like the five love languages. Reverend Wells is teaching that on the platform uh, at Christ Universal Temple right now on Sundays. Uh, sometimes people are reading other relationship books and men are from Mars, women are from Venus and other things like that, and they'll figure it out. But most of the time, when you don't ask for what you want, you won't get it. Point blank. Because a person doesn't know to meet it, if if you're having breakdowns in relationships, you get you need to be very clear about what that looks like and what that means, and and some and hold the people accountable for making it happen. Once you've clearly communicated it, you know uh, if if there's some people that in your life that you haven't spent time with that you know you need to spend time with, set up some some coffee dates, uh, breakfast or lunch or whatever you need to do Saturday on the, in the evening, or uh, meet up for lunch or whatever. It could be something as, as once a month. Hey, let's just make sure we meet up, catch up, talk, chit chat, et cetera. It could be family, it could be friends, et cetera, whatever that is, but make sure it's clearly communicated in a way. So a person knows this is what you want and why you're important to me. And, and my relationship with you matters. It's important to me that we have a healthy relationship, that we spend time with each other, that we know what's going on, that I know when you need help and you know when I need it. But if it's not clearly communicated, then you can't expect a person to give you what you want. And I know it's easy. It's easy for me. It's easy for all of us to take the path of least resistance. What does that mean? To when you bump up against something, instead of dealing with it, you just go in another direction. But sometimes that other direction is a long road back to where you to where you want to be instead of addressing what's in front of you, the roadblock or the breakdown that's in front of you. Then she wrote, not setting healthy boundaries. That's so key. Not setting healthy boundaries. Uh, sometimes we are uh, allowing people to consistently step over our boundaries, one, because we haven't communicated them. Two, but once they have been communicated, we have to make sure that they're healthy. In other words, uh, as I tell people all the time, why should I have to have a negative experience for you to have a positive one? That's my mantra. That's my personal mantra. I live by that. I'm not going to have a negative experience for you to have a positive one because I'm thinking win-win. How can we get to win-win? If we can't get to win-win, then my win is not engaging in that particular event or experience. So it's a win because I keep my value. 
I keep my integrity with myself. That doesn't mean that we can't be cool. That I mean, we can't hang or do other stuff in other circumstances and situations. But I'm not going to have a negative experience for you to have a positive one. That's creating healthy boundaries. Then it says the inability to say no. Sometimes you just got to say no to people. And saying no to people will irritate them. Because it most likely irritates you when you want something and somebody tells you no. It makes you feel kind of funny. But you have to understand that no is a complete sentence. And many times when you say no to somebody and they start drilling down on you about your why this, why that, why that. After a while, you got to get back to because I choose no. And either you're going to honor my choice or you're not. And if you don't honor my choice, then that lets me know how we get down and how we are communicating or have the lack of communication now you know one one of one of my uh minister friends who uh at, at another church used to be the uh coo at christ universal temple uh reverend joe hill he has a statement that i love he says when people tell him things he says that's good to know that's good to know well i don't like da 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 that's good to know and when a person does not value your choice that's good to know. When a person doesn't want to uh, accept your no to mean no, that's good to know. Why? Because it gives you the ability to reevaluate the relationship. Now, maybe when you set up clear boundaries, healthy boundaries, it gives them the playground that they can play in when it comes to your life. Because you set boundaries of what's acceptable and what's not acceptable in your space. That's really key. What's acceptable and not acceptable in your space. You know, what, one of the things about having children is, uh, and I'm a father, is when you let your child go play out in the backyard, the backyard seems free. But the backyard is actually a boundary. They are free in this within the context of the boundaries called the fence. I remember my daughter would go out and we'd take her out to the backyard. She'd run around and fall in the grass and cartwheel and, and, and do all type of stuff. But it was always in the backyard, not in the front yard. Because the front yard didn't have boundaries. She could just start running and run right into the street. And, and create dangerous situations for herself and others. So the boundaries of the backyard say, hey, you're free to play as much as you want in the yard. And when you create healthy boundaries, you're telling a person, we can have this expansive fun and enjoy each other in many ways as long as we stay within the context of these healthy boundaries that I've set for myself. Once these are crossed, then I have to reevaluate. First of all, before I reevaluate, I will address and give us an opportunity to reevaluate why what was com clearly communicated wasn't honored. Because sometimes people make mistakes. Sometimes people do stupid things. Some people, sometimes people are unconscious. So you want to give them the opportunity to clean it up. And an opportunity for forgiveness to, 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 to work. But if a person consistently steps over the boundaries of the old joke, uh, a habitual line stepper, if a person is a habitual line stepper, that means that they will not honor your healthy boundaries. And a person who will not honor your healthy boundaries needs to be loved with, as my grandmother used to say, with a long handled spoon, which means from a distance. So um, I'm looking at the clock, and it looks like it's, it's about time for our first break. So um, we're going to take our first break, and we'll be right back with Truth Transforms. Unity Online Radio brings you inspiring programs on a variety of spiritual topics. Giving to the network is now easier than ever. Simply text Unity Radio 
to 72727 from your smartphone. You can make a one-time or recurring donation. Your gifts help us offer enriching spiritual programs that reach listeners around the world. Text Unity Radio to 72727. Thank you for your support. Be sure to grab the latest issue of Unity Magazine and read the interview with Ram Das, the iconic spiritual leader of the 60s. He's now focused on how to age consciously. Spiritual author Thomas Moore reflects on grumpy old men and women. And Barbara Bowen writes a touching story about her experience as a caregiver to her mother with dementia. To subscribe to Unity Magazine, go to unity.org and click on Publications. What if you could start each day with a positive outlook, remembering you are a divine expression of God? Daily Word is a booklet of daily devotionals offering positivity that's downright contagious. With a print subscription or by email, you can pause to reflect on how to practice spirituality in your human experience. Reading Daily Word takes about a minute a day, so you can feel uplifted every morning. Visit dailyword.com to subscribe. notice that there might be something not quite right, but you just can't put your finger on it? We may describe it as an inner stirring, a restlessness, a yearning to find our way home to our heart and higher purpose. Some of us may feel like we are living on borrowed time, that despite our accomplishments, what was once so important to us now just feels empty and meaningless. If you find your heart longing, wanting, looking for a path home to authenticity and purpose, join us for transformation, inspiration, hope, and possibility. Move toward your higher calling. Listen to The Call of Spirit with Evelyn Foreman and tune in to Possibility every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Central Time here on Unity Online Radio. for tuning in to Truth Transforms. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Okay, welcome back to Truth Transforms. Uh, if you want to call into the show, you can call in at 888-558-6489, 888-558-6489. I love to hear from you. Um, you know, uh, as I've been teaching this series, uh, I've had people tell me along with other series, well, we don't want to call in because we don't want to stop you from teaching. But when you call in, it allows me to plug in to make sure that I know that you're getting it. So it's important to me that the live listeners actually call in so that's my request i'm going to continue to make that request um to call in i just want to have guests which i'll do later in the year but i do want to make sure that we have the opportunity at least to um make sure that you are getting direct answers or for your questions because everybody has questions as they listen and work through material or you just want some more clarity or something or just say hey Rev, I'm having a great time. This information is great. Also, I want to let you know that this show has a Facebook page, Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. My request is that you go on Facebook. If you are on Facebook, uh, like the page, give it a five-star rating, and write a positive review. It helps with the algorithms of Facebook. Also, the show is on iTunes. I don't know exactly how the iTunes thing works now because on my phone, when I, I have a hard time finding it now. But for those who are, who know how to do that, uh, it's on iTunes, or you can Google it on iTunes, and I guess it'll pull and sync with your phone somewhere or another. Um, anyway, it's on iTunes and Stitcher, which is an Android app for podcasts. Um, uh, I believe it's on the iTunes podcast app when you when you go to uh, you, I, uh you, if you have an iPhone or Mac device it's a podcast it's a podcast app I think you have to look it up on that as I'm thinking about it now anyway make sure that you again uh, give it a five star rating and 
uh, write a positive review. It helps the algorithm push the show up in front of people so more people can be exposed to it. Also be reminded that this show, along with all the other shows on Unity Online Radio, are supported by your donations. So as you freely receive, freely give. Go to unity.fm, click on the donate button, and help support this online ministry. This podcast, this podcast alone goes to several countries in Africa. It goes to the Middle East. It goes to Europe. I'm talking about people who have communicated with me directly. I'm not, it goes everywhere around the world, but I'm talking about people I know who are listening. Canada, all over the United States, uh, Mexico, Central America, South America, people who communicated with me directly, inboxed me, emailed me something to let me know that they were listening and what they got from this show. So when you support it, you're helping places that have no access to new thought, to prosperity and abundance teachings, to mental transformational teachings. They have no access to it. Get it. That's how important uh, this work is. So again, as you freely receive, freely give, and you can't outgive God. All right, back to the book. So now I'm on, still on page 117, <laughs> but uh, she says the next point was the inability to give a healthy yes. Now, this is kind of funny because a healthy yes is is a yes that's not coerced uh, or you feeling you have to do it out of guilt or you have to do it out of fear, uh, fear of loss, fear of disappointment, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but you're doing it because it's a healthy choice. You're doing it because it's a healthy choice. You, you're doing it because uh, of you're inspired by it because you are led to do it in, intuitively that that it's a healthy yes because it's a part of who you are and your commitment to who you are in relationship to someone else. That's a healthy yes versus, yeah, okay, I'll do it. And then you're complaining and whining while you do a thing. You know, one of the things that really can mess up a relationship is an unhealthy yes because a person thinks you're in and you're not. A person thinks you're engaged and you're not. So be careful of the uh, of giving unhealthy yeses, because when you can give a healthy yes, a strong yes and a strong no, it actually again creates the boundaries for a relationship, and but it also creates communication because maybe your boundaries were were, were created based upon some old paradigms that you need to let go and release. Sometimes our boundaries are based upon stuff that our parents did, grandparents, siblings, what happened in the old marriage, uh, what happened at the old job, what happened with the former BFF, best friend forever, for those who are not in America. Yeah, I might not get that. So understand that all of it requires reevaluation to make sure that you're being very clear in your communication. Then she says, this is really, really good. Similarly, when you withhold your frustrations until you become explosive and believe the only solution is to end the relationship, realize that you are very much a part of that breakdown. You didn't express how you really feel. You didn't say no in a healthy way. You did not give your reasoning and ask for feedback. You just decided to give the other person a piece of your mind, which is simply another way of saying, I'm going to vomit all over you today. And sometimes we do that word vomit. It's, you know, instead of cl- clearly communicating what we feel and why, we hold it in, we hold it in, we hold it in, we hold it in, and then we get explosive. Or, again, we take our ball and walk away. And neither one is healthy. Again, you can leave a thing, but leave it complete. Many times we don't like to acknowledge that we're not that we're a part of a breakdown because we don't communicate. Sometimes people are checking in. Hey, is everything good? Yeah. Everything's cool. Yeah. Anything wrong? Nothing wrong. All while you're mad and frustrated. Who's that helping? Who's that helping? 
it, it, when I was a teenager, my buddies and I we used to listen to this um, this rap song by uh, this group named uh, called Main Source, and it was a song that was popular at least in, in uh, amongst uh, the South Side blacks in Chicago. But it was a New York artist. It was called Looking at the Front Door, uh, and I'm not recommending that you go listen to it. But the song, you know, uh, you know, at, at the end of before they went to the hook, he said, he says, and I just can't take it anymore. I'm looking at the front door. And in the midst of the song, he's talking about all the things that he doesn't like about his lady. And he's looking at the front door. And when we are communicating what we really want in a relationship, but we're looking at the front door, We've already created the scenario for the front door to be open so we can walk out of it. When you start looking at that front door, it's time to to pull the uh, fire alarm in your relationship and and do what it takes to heal it before it gets to the place to where the building is burning down. There's no other way for me to say that. When you start looking at the front door, in other words, you're looking at the way out. Because you, you've already emotionally detached in a way. You might still be there physically. You all might get along. In other words, you're not arguing. But the relationship is dying. It could be a friendship that's dying. It could be with your siblings. It could be with your children where where the detachment is there. But I'm talking specifically in this context about intimate relationships. Because we don't pay attention to the signs. People give us signs when they're looking at the front door. You give yourself signs when you're looking at the front door, even when you don't want to acknowledge that you're looking at the front door. One of the ways that you can find that you have a hard time looking when when you when you're looking at the front door, it's difficult to say something nice about the individual that you're with. Even if somebody compliments him, oh, you got the greatest husband or you got the greatest wife. Yeah, thank you. It's like, yeah, I know, I'm so blessed. This person, you know, we this. The, when you're excited about some somebody or something, it it turns you on in a way that you want to talk about it. When you see a good movie like Black Panther, or uh, or, or you've gone to a great restaurant, or you know, you, you know, you just came back from Disney World and you've had a great experience, you talk about it. Now, if the relationship is not a great experience, guess what you're not talking about to people? How much in love, how much you enjoy being, or what you're looking forward to doing, etc. And when you and and when another way of, of understanding if you're looking at the front door is looking at the the emotional distance that you have, even if you're sleeping in the same bed. Living in the same house, you're in the same house, but the the touching, the intimacy, the fun, the giggling, the silliness, the playfulness, the things that let you know that you enjoy being around a person aren't there. You know, uh, it's interesting because I'm a people watcher. I watch people as a metaphysical thinker. The most important observation ever is people. Because that lets you see how you apply these laws of mind. And one of the things that I started to notice was when I go out to eat, couples who are together but they're not talking. If you are, this is this is a looking at the front door experience. When you go out with someone and you don't have anything to talk about. And you're married or in a committed relationship to that person. It's time to ring the alarm, pull the fire alarm, getting counseling, getting workshops, 
weekend retreat, whatever you need to do, all of the above to start making stuff work. Now you say, well, I might not be in a relationship like that, but most human beings that are adults have been in some level of committed relationship at one time or another. And if you're not in it now, you were looking at the front door and you walked through it. It might have been a good reason to walk through the front door. I'm not saying that there's never a good reason not to walk through it, but you got to know the difference and recognize that many times the reason why we get to those moments is because we're not clearly communicating. Now, what happens when you clearly communicate and it's still not the case? Again, that's good to know. That's good to know because now it gives you an opportunity to evaluate. Now, here's here's what's, what's, what's challenging when it comes to this process. Um, that experience, that relationship is showing you where you have your breakdowns, where you need to shore up your game. You know, you know coming from um, South Side, Chicago, culture me and all my friends we all play basketball football baseball uh strikeout which is a game i'm not going to explain right now um and other games we played all the time and one of the things that we learn really early is the people who are really good make you step up your game what does that mean uh you get on the court and then you'll get exposed. He can't go left. He can't use his left hand. He can't dribble. He can't shoot from a distance. Whatever your weakness, the game exposes it and makes you have to deal with it. Well, in life, your soul will draw unto you that which is in you that needs to be developed and develop and expand it so the those qualities in your soul that you are less evolved in will be drawn to you so you can grow and develop them you lack strength which is patience and stability of character the ability to withstand temptation you'll have temptation show up you have things to test your character you have Folks showing up to test your patience until you develop it. Mm. Really allow that to land. You have a hard time with divine order. Things being in balance and in harmony in your experience. And then people will show up to force you to deal with it. You think you're chaotic. They'll show up really chaotic. My point is this. Relationships are gifts that help the soul grow. And when you can get that the relationships are gifts, you can get the present in the experience. What is this helping me learn and develop? And what is this exposing in me? Because I have some ways that don't give me the results I say I want. So that's the key. I have some ways. And if I'm unconscious of it consistently, then I can never heal it, evolve it, grow it, and develop it in a way that allows me to get what I want out of life. So instead of giving people your word vomit, Learn how to communicate, but also realize and ask the question, why is this person in my space and what are they teaching me? So it's time for our second break. We'll be right back with Truth Transforms.
your soul what it wants? Or are you so busy meeting the needs of everyone else? Family, friends, children, bosses, that you haven't checked in with the part of you that matters most? Janet Connor asked this question and received an answer. Your soul wants five things. That's it. Five things. Your soul wants to connect with source, commit to values, serve a purpose, express itself creatively, and last, it longs to create a beautiful, abundant life. Janet Connor teaches five wisdom habits that meet those needs. You can take each course separately or register for the complete Your Soul Wants Five Things series and receive $1,000 in bonuses for free. Visit JanetConnor.com and explore all five courses in her signature series, Your Soul Wants Five Things. Your soul will thank you. Understand the laws of the universe and live a life based on these profound and unwavering truths, then your dream life starts today. No more waiting, no more wandering. If you're ready to let go of the striving and move into the allowing, you're ready for everyday attraction on Unity Online Radio. We study the teaching of Abraham given to us by beautiful Esther Hicks so we can release confusion for clarity, exchange struggle for serenity, and have the time of our lives today. Join host Ray Zander every Friday at noon Central Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Unity Online Radio for Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. been listening to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truthtransforms at unity.fm. Now back to Truth Transforms. All right, welcome back to Truth Transforms. Again, if you want to call in, you can call in at uh, 888-558-6489, 888-558-6489. Eight nine. Moving down to uh, love toxic people from a distance on page one seventeen. She wrote, uh, "While your job is to be intentional about your communications and to pursue a high return of investment with all your relationships, some of the people you spend time with now will never deliver a high return on or return of investment or give you." the space to be intentional on a scale of one to 10, they probably rate a one or two. They're not supportive. Neither are they nurturing or even helpful. They bring down your energy. They limit your belief in your own future. They are simply toxic relationships with toxic people. There's no getting around it. So she's saying some people is for your own soul health once you become a, very aware of this, this isn't an investment that I need to make as, in a relationship. You need to get complete with it. You just need to get complete with it. Point blank. Point blank. Complete. Then she goes on to say, but what if they're a boss, a coworker, or a family member, someone you have to deal with with whom you can't break things off as easily as you would like? Then she says, love them from a distance, which my grandmother would say, love people with a long-handled spoon. So she says, establish boundaries, healthy practices, but also uncompromising communication to protect yourself as you grow and develop a rock abuse, rock and develop rock booster relationships to replace them. Okay, so if you're in an unhealthy situation, circumstance, when it's in a boss situation, um, and, you know, first of all, let me just say this. Putting your head down and, 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 and hoping that everything works right is not a plan. So if it's an unhealthy work situation, first of all, you need to have a plan B. 
Let's just put that right out there. You should be doing your prayer work. You should be tightening up your resume. You should be tightening up your skills. And you should make sure that what you're doing in your current experience is creating yourself to be such a person of value. Hear me. Of value that even if a person doesn't like you, they love your value. It's easy to get rid of people who don't bring enough value to a situation. Any manager, boss, CEO, etc. is always looking for people who add the most value. And when you don't add value or your value is easily replaceable, you don't have a lot of leverage. So let me just put that right out there. Some people are functioning from a position of lack of leverage because they don't add enough value to the space they're in. You should always be looking at, in a work environment, how can I increase my value? If you can get that one thing, when a person starts looking at how can I move this to this, they at least have to pause when it comes to your name which gives you flexibility. And if you know this is a situation or circumstance is not healthy, you create the scenario to where you can leave with a job. Now, it's kind of funny about jobs. I often used to joke, and I'm not saying this is true, but it seems like it's true. I'm not saying it's true. It just seems like it's true. I'm not saying it's true. It just seems like it's true that people seem to hire people quicker when they already have a job. I'm not saying it's true. It seems like it's true. But while you are working in one place, you can be game planning for another. Now, you got to be wise how you do it. You got to be smart in how you do it. But you you can't be caught with your pants down when your livelihood is at stake. That doesn't make sense. You got to know the sign of the times. And are you creating value? Okay. How much do the people above you have to be on you for you to produce the results that you were paid to deliver? I know this is, so this is shifted, but this is, this is the manager in me talking now, not the minister. We don't understand value at many, many times. Uh, sometimes people wonder why, uh, athletes are paid so much money. I used to be one of those. Well, how can they don't pay nurses and teachers? Because every nurse and teacher can't do a, a 360 windmill dunk. Because this is such a high level skill that so few people in the world can do. It creates value. Out of all of the people on the planet, not a lot of people can throw a football 60 miles an hour, 60 yards, at the exact point between a cornerback and a, and a safety while in the midst of a blitz while six players, four defensive linemen and two linebackers are trying to knock them down. And they got to do all of that in 2.5 seconds or less. That's value. Now, look at your job and position. What value do you bring to the table? This is relationship in the context of work. What value add are you to the relationship? When, uh, when a person looks and you say, okay, what is the value add that this person bring? And how easily replaceable is this person? It's one thing if you take a vacation for a week or you have some, you know, unfortunate sick leave or whatever. But if a, if a place can just clearly function as, as well as it could, no matter what, in for months at a time without you, then you're not needed because you're easily replaceable. Develop the skill set to ease, that makes it easy to replace. Easily to replace. It's a reason why they got pictures of French fries. I don't know if they still do. They used to win back in the day. Pictures of French fries. Pictures of hamburgers. Pictures of shakes on fast food restaurant uh, cash registers. It's an easily replaceable job. It doesn't take rocket science to teach somebody how to ring up a burger. It's easily replaceable. Therefore, understand your value in relationship to what you do for a living. 
the more you add value, the more people come knocking on at your door. Because they can see the qualifications. They can see the value add. They can see that you make life easier. I have a person named Sandra on the phone that's calling in. Sandra, are you there? Hello? I was told I had a caller. Uh, Are we good? Okay. The person must have hung up. Well, if if Sandra, we only got a few more minutes. If some, if you can call back, call back. If not, we'll deal with it from there. All right. So, value add. As you're developing relationships that are healthy, you will create the scenario that allows you to give your gifts in a healthy way. So, if you're in an unhealthy work environment, first of all, recognize you're not there to be buddies with anybody, but communicate clearly via email, via phone, set up your boundaries, et cetera, et cetera. So, either you're the transformational agent to help it heal, or you will elevate yourself to somewhere else to where you can get paid to share your gifts and abilities, et cetera. But know that just putting your head down and hoping for the best is not a plan. It's like when President Obama was running for president years ago and he was talking about uh, health care. And he said he was at some t- small town and the guys just came up to him. He said, well, President, I'm not worried about it, you know, because, you know, if I get if I get sick, I'm just going to pray to God. And he said, that's great. Prayer is wonderful, but that's not a plan. He was saying that in the context of a health plan. And when you are talking about it, recognize that. That's not a plan. Okay, let's see if this call is coming in again now. Sandra, are you there? I'm here, Galen. How are you? Reverend Galen, I'm sorry. How are you? I'm excellent about yourself. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, beautiful. Okay, great. Are you yeah, connected yeah, to yeah, yeah. the church that's in, that's in Cleveland? I um, am. I was, I was a former member of that particular church. I've gone off and uh, started a ministry of my own here. Uh, but, yes, I came up through LTC, Living Truth Center that is here in Cleveland. Yes. Cool, cool. Yes. You have a question? Yeah. I, I have. You know, so first I want to say thank you for your program. It has been such a blessing to me. I love um, – I never get to hear you live, but I love listening to you later on in some of your older broadcasts. It has been a wonderful blessing to me. So thank you so much for that. You're welcome. Um the 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 interesting thing when you were talking about uh relationships i i'm curious to know what part this ego thing plays for us in the context of relationships cuz i i think sometimes people get into them not because um of of the of the emotional bond between them but because of something that they perceive themselves as missing in their lives so can you what do you think about that whole ego dynamic well well i think the thing about it is uh, ego is such a big word that i think it's necessary to, to dissect so that's why i normally don't always use the term because it's such a big term big term so let's cut out an aspect of ego which is just your your own personality uh mm-hmm. or your self-identity and look at beliefs A belief is what you accept is true. And in the context of relationships, there are things we've accepted as true that are not necessarily true, and they won't give us the results we desire, but they're subconscious. They're unconscious. We don't even know that we're functioning from them. So we get in relationships, sometimes seeking to get something that we should be giving ourselves, sometimes showing up with bad practices based upon our beliefs and sometimes showing up for things that are um, showing up in ways that are unhealthy with communication style, et cetera, et cetera. So for me, what I would tell a person when it comes to dealing with ego or anything as far as human relationship is concerned is this is an opportunity to investigate your beliefs. What do you believe about? What are your patterns? Go back and look at your own relationships. Look at the people that you've drawn into your experience. 
See what if there are any familiarities, any similarities. Excuse me, similarities or familiarities, similarities mm-hmm. uh, in 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 relationships. How do you show up consistently in relationships? How do you show up when there's breakdowns? How do you show up when you're upset? How do you show up when uh, um, in communication? How do you show up in intimacy? How do you show up with money in relationships? How do you show up when it comes to chores? How do you show up when it comes to keeping your word about things? And and because all of those things are only reflecting your beliefs. Mm-hmm. So when you get that they reflect your beliefs, then it gives you an opportunity to renew your mind, be transformed by the renewing mm-hmm. of your mind. Mm-hmm. So this so so it's a larger conversation and you know we 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 you know I only got about two more minutes to talk about this and I I got to get off the, uh, get off and let the next show on. Okay. But I really, okay. but I really want you to really think about it because what we end up doing sometimes in metaphysics, in my opinion, is uh, we use terms that are too big, and ego turns into our own devil, for lack of terms. Mm. Okay. You know, we're like that's just the ego. Well, you know, the ego, da 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 da. And how's that different than the Baptist person? And no shade. I'm just using this as, as a uh, in context. Right. The uh-huh. Baptist said mm-hmm. the devil's always busy. Well, mm-hmm. we just say, well, the ego will always da 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 da. And instead of saying what the truth is, I have some erroneous mm-hmm. beliefs that need to be addressed that shape right. how I show up in life. And until right. I address those but, beliefs, mm-hmm. there's no healing. But Make the question like he, uh, 15 seconds, <laughs> please. Okay, but no, I, I was just going to say most people can't distinguish their beliefs from what they perceive to be true. So I get you, but there's, that's a hard break for people to make. Okay, but that's why we're here. <laughs> you said excellent. yes. <laughs> excellent, said yes. excellent, excellent, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. And thanks Thank for you. You're welcome. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. So uh, we're going to uh, wrap up now because uh, there's a show on after this one, and we have to make sure that we're in divine order. But thank you all for listening. Next week, we're going to go into the third E, which is, excuse me just for a second, engagement in your work for more than financial reward. So God bless you, and I'll be with you again next week with Truth Transforms. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. for live discussions about how to live a spiritually transformed, prosperous, healthy, and joyful life. Truth Transforms, only on Unity Online Radio. This program is brought to you in part by Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Online at www.cutemple.org and on Facebook and Twitter under CU Temple. Spirit of Recovery is the place where spirituality and recovery meet, where we support your spiritual growth. Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D., interviews down-to-earth guests who share with you how they keep going and growing in recovery. Spirit of Recovery is the place to get practical tips and join in lively discussions on topics that matter to recovering people. This program welcomes everyone who wants to know more about recovery. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central Time on Spirit of Recovery, where we talk about what keeps you growing. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. The benefits of spiritually conscious living start now. For a time-tested method to live with purpose and release your infinite potential, tune in to the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien, every Thursday morning at 10 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Pacific, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to ignite your best life and illuminate the world? 
I'm Stephanie James. I'm a motivational speaker, transformation coach, and psychotherapist. And what lights me up is helping people just like you create the greatest versions of themselves. On my podcast, Igniting the Spark, I will help you ignite your joy and reach new heights in your personal and professional life. Join me for some incredible conversations with authors, spiritual teachers, and other influential thought leaders to help guide you on your way. If you are ready to stop playing small, join me for Igniting the Spark on the mindbodyspirit.fm network or wherever you get your podcasts and ignite your best life.